right, that time once again, this is the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. Uh, Rochelle and Carter are our names, and talking about spiritual stuff is our game. You know what's really funny is if you're if you're ever in the mood to binge these, which I mean I don't know. Yeah, we uh, like to you know binge eat, which is we have that gluttony. Yeah, the uh, podcast episode, a few yeah, weeks while ago. ago. Right, <laughs> but perhaps you like to binge. It just must feel weird every time. Hey. This is the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. We should put like a compilation of all of our intros you, together. You know what we do? <laughs> what we, what we, how we should introduce and just and come out of that song is by different uh, Adam West Batman sounds. <laughs> and, Pow! Uh, Wha-bam! Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> no, that was more like, it was a little curly. I don't know what though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was. So um, through Hope On Demand, uh, this is, uh, that's the uh, online community of hope. It's it's on demand when you need it. I mean, there's resources, there's articles, there's videos, there's podcasts uh, mm-hmm. other than this one, but we appreciate you checking out this one. Also, anywhere you get your podcasts, obviously. This morning, I had scripture perfectly aligned with a real life situations happening in my life. And it was really cool. It's really cool when God does that. And it's super obvious. Now, I think yeah. it happens more times than not, but maybe less obvious. Sure, sure. <laughs> because maybe the, the situations around you, the circumstances are less intense, or it's just been one of those weeks in your Devo life. You're not alone. I think we all have those. Um, I at First, I, I was reading Galatians a little bit into the end of last week, into this week. And Galatians is a fairly short book of the Bible. It's a, another written a written letter from the Apostle Paul mm-hmm. to Galatia. And then in Ephesus, the Ephesians got a letter from Paul, and now I'm in the book of Ephesians. And Galatians is fascinating. I This very beginning of the, the book, it starts out like, I'm shocked that you have so quickly turned from God, who chose you because of his wonderful kindness. And you start to to see in the letters that Paul is writing the mixed messages that get sent. Um, the, there are two main schools of thought going on in the church. It's so new. Yeah. G- Jesus is Jewish. And he even tells that one woman, which sounds like a, a bit of controversy. Some people try to bring this up in terms of showing that Jesus was a racist or something like, and showing it completely wrong, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he tells the woman... It would be wrong to to steal from the children and give what I have to dogs, and he's referring to the fact that is she. I think he's pushing her a little bit in a good way. Mm-hmm. See where she's going to take it, and she says, "But even the the dogs get the crumbs from the table from the kids." Well, he's referring to when he says children, he's referring to the Jewish people, um, which we find out through the letters of of Paul. It, it's. This is an easy jump from Abraham to all people because God even tells Abraham, I am going to bless all nations, and it's going to be through him. Mm-hmm. So it's not just limited to the Jewish people. And Jesus, what he does is he expounds, expounds. I said the combination of expands and expounds. Expounds on that truth so people understand, oh, this is for all people. But mainly you have a lot of Jewish people thinking, well, you have to abide this way still obeying the law to a T, and Paul's message to them is saying, well, Jesus has freed us from being enslaved to the law, which we could have never even met those expectations, and he is telling us, I died for you. I was able to meet those expectations, and my sacrifice on the cross and my resurrection from death is covering the basis. And so now I want you to find freedom in me, and it will be my spirit that guides you, that leads you into truth. 
The law was to be there to guide you and inform you. This is what I need from you for perfection. Well, nobody can be that perfect, right? And if you read through the law, you realize you're like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> I think it's 613 laws, if I'm right. That's a lot. That's a lot of laws. And uh, there's the Gentile school of thought as well. So you have the, the Gentiles who are the non-Jewish people and the Jews, and they're both pointing fingers at each other. And there are these big debates and conversation. And, you know, that first opening part of the, the book of Galatians, and I can't believe you've allowed people to come in and kind of mix, mishmash my message. Now, that might be what it's referring to specifically with the church that he's talking to in terms of like the Jewish side of things versus the Gentile side of things. But lately I've been getting into some documentaries in regards to cults. And it seems to me, now I could be wrong, but it seems to me, how do you influence people, people who are not stupid, who have intelligence? Mm -hmm. How do you manipulate them to believe something that you slowly start to see? And when, as you're unraveling this documentary, whatever it might be, you start to see how people are hooked. And now comes the laundry list of things that you have to do in order to stay or there's no way out. I think at any <clears throat> crazy thing that we see, how could people do that? It's always a slow progression. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not starting out right. on a charter plane mm -hmm. with how many kilos of whatever it, completely illegal substance. Right, right. You no, know, it starts somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that's how sin starts. That's right. And that's how false teachings start. That's right. That's right. And they're always sprinkled with some truth. Have you noticed that? That's true. And so... In fact, yesterday I started this one. I couldn't remotely tell you anything about it yet. It just a few minutes in. But the one guy who said I sat in on this meeting, he did not end up being a part of the mass genocide, not genocide, excuse me, um, the mass suicide mm. that took place. Um, but he said this guy who was selling this bit of goods on the stage, there was something about him. He said, I could only kind of define it as what I understood maybe the Holy Spirit was like. There was something as mesmerizing about him. And there were pieces of truth here and there. I could hear it in the messaging. And I've seen that with other uh, things that have been deemed cults. So you have to follow along and go, okay, well, where does this not align with Scripture? Because mm. that's key. Does this align with God's Word? If it, is it a different message? Because Jesus warned us that stuff was out there. And here's what Paul is doing. He's telling the people, if it's different than what I've preached— run as hmm. not the same thing. And so I think that's that's hopefully a bit of a comfort because it's like, oh, well, how do I tell what's real and what's not? Does it align with the word of God? Does it align with spiritual truth and wisdom? Yeah. And uh, so he's, he's all about keeping people in line. And when you go into the book of Ephesians, Carter and I were talking this morning, my mom, she had this really amazing thought. You know, we look at the body of Christ, and we call it the body of Christ, and Christ is the head of the body, right? Mm -hmm. And we read that directly from the book of Ephesians is where that's shared, and probably other places too, but I, this is what I'm going over right now. And so my mom said, you remember that part of Scripture where Jesus says, the Son of Man has no place to lay his head? He like prefaces it with, Fox foxes have dens, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. And he has now the body of Christ. Mm. And he wants to put his head, he wants to be the head of his followers. 
But what happens if we are not aligned? If you've ever had your back cracked by a chiropractor, you know when it's out of alignment. Yeah. That's a problem. If your arm's doing flippity flops over there, you got you need to go see a doctor because it's not in alignment with what the mind is telling it to do. That that's an uncontrolled situation. There's something out of alignment. Mm. And so that's why it's so important to be aligned with Christ because that's that's where we know truth lies. That's where we know we're we're safe, we're protected, um, we're free, and we're not bound. You know, so many of these cults you see, it's it's there's no freedom there. No, it's a prison. How many stories we hear? I couldn't get out. And so, it, I say all of that to kind of end with: there's this situation, a personal situation where I was very hurt by uh, a friend of mine who I don't believe shared with me their frustrations with me the right way. I'm more of a face-to-face person, but I received some messaging from this individual, and it it was hard to receive it. And my first reaction was reaction. (laughs) And we talked about that, reaction. We should respond versus react. Yes, we should. No, we should. I I mean, I'm preaching it. Am I practicing it? (laughs) Well, here's what what I did because I received the frustration via email. I start typing out my own email. This should tell you how long it took, um, how how, uh, hurt it was. It was an hour Hmm. an hour that I type this thing out, delete most of it, type another one out and delete most of that. And then I type it out a third time and I think I've landed in a good place and I I still have yet to send it because I want to do this face to face. But I was hurt, flustered. Then you start getting defensive and then you start reading through the scriptures of Ephesians and it was such a great reminder because this individual is a part of the body of Christ. And it basically says we are part of the same body. Stop lying. Start telling truth to each other. Uh, don't get so angry that you sin. Don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil a foothold, a chance. And it tells me also earlier in this same uh, same chapter, which is the fourth chapter, about how God has given every part of his chosen people giftings, that he loves this individual just as much as he loves me. He's gifted them as he's also gifted me. There are ways that he gifts us differently, obviously. But I'm saying is that if I want to stay in alignment with the body and not do a flippity-flop as the arm over here, whatever part I am, I don't even want to guesstimate what God has put me, where God has put me in the body of Christ, because I think it could be quite humorous. <laughs> but if I start doing my own thing and it's a part from the body, then that's a part that needs healing. That is not um, that is not going to be, uh, what's the word? Being a best steward of what he's given. Yeah. You know, I... I I'm going to be out on my own. I'm going rogue. And that's never where I was meant to be. Now, see, I have not removed myself from the body. I can't do that. Jesus tells us through Paul, Romans 8, nothing can separate me from the love of God. I'm I'm here. But what I choose to do will affect everything around me. And so I may not be able to fix the other person if they're at fault. Not saying this person is, but if you're in a situation right now where they're at fault, you know, I need to be truthful. I mean, it tells me that in his word. I need to be honest and say, I I think this needs to be fixed. But I can control my response. And I can 
control the pieces that God has given me to be a steward of. And so that's mm. that's my... No, that's really good. My stuff. So if you're an arm, maybe you're the funny bone. You think I'm a funny bone? And you would make sure to be as healthy yes. uh, as possible. As long as it's not like the middle toe. You know, the middle toe. I don't see a lot of use there. <laughs> I just I thought that helps. I thought, is it isn't it most important with balance or is that just your big toe? I don't think so because my middle toe is the shortest one on my foot. It's smaller than my pinky toe. Your middle toe. My middle toe. It's a point of... Re- Take off your shoe. My, no. No. I am fascinated by that. Do you really want to see it right now? You, your middle toe, okay, your okay. second toe? It's my middle toe. Your second no, one. it's the third one. Oh, okay. I believe that. Mid- okay. okay. I don't care. Okay. Then no. I'm not going to do it. I that. thought you were talking about that oh, no, second that, toe. That would be a Is shorter. <laughs> But I my mom, wow. my mom makes me take off my shoes to show people. I don't know why she. Wow. She gets a kick out of it. I'm well, glad, mom. I love great. you. Uh, you mentioned something about so you know love in truth, and I had quite a conversation myself here these last uh, 24 hours or so. Some friends and I were discussing the topic of is it um, right to call out sin? Okay. Uh, other people's sin. In what context are we talking about? Because I think if you're in this, if you're in the wrong spirit, if you're out of alignment, sure, sure, then it's going to fall in deaf ears. You could be sowing seeds, but if the soil ain't ready, well, I think there's a misnomer that there are there's just two extremes, and if you choose to say I'm going to be a loving person, I think a potential misnomer. Although I think a lot of people mean this. Um, a potential misnomer is that uh, somebody on the more conservative side of things would would see somebody, you know, um, honestly, I kind of I kind of called some of my friends hippies in my mind yesterday, kind of that hippie approach. It's all good. We're just going to love. We're just going to okay. love. And everything's fine. Yeah. Be one with everything. Be, yeah. Almost almost <laughs> like that. Even as Christians, you know, it's fine. It's not my job. It's Holy Spirit's job to convict. I'm not going to say anything. And while that may be partly true, it's not the whole truth. And I think that's what, you know, it, it, that would why that would be a misnomer. The other side of it is that if you're going to choose to call out sin in other people's lives, that um, for some reason, and because of news headlines or whatever else, that if you choose to go that route at all, then you must be writing your own picket sign, turn or burn, and you're going to go stand in their front yard. Okay. That mu- yeah. I mean, apparently, if you yeah. choose to call out sin at all, that's the only option. Well, those are the loudest people, and therefore, yes. if you've ever been hurt by someone who chooses to do that... I think life experience is, is probably where you land on this might influence that. That would taint your opinion, yeah. And so, you know, he said, in fact, I can read you one of the, the comments here, but it was because um, a point is certainly well made. Um, but he said the two most repeated biblical commands are to love the one true God and to welcome the stranger. The Hebrew wor- root word, and I'm not going to be familiar on how to pronounce it, ger, G-E-R, which translates to foreigner. So I guess I would say if Christians were knocking it out of the park in those areas, then maybe I could see why so many have moved on to, quote, calling out sin. Hmm. Uh, But then the more I think about it, the Holy Spirit did a pretty good job of calling out my sin. So I'm not sure he needs our help. Hmm. I think we stand a lot better chance of moving the needle if we put the gavel down and love someone. Where I don't fully, I I don't disagree with what he's saying, Uh but it sounds like there's a but coming. Like, this is in regards to what? Well, and and how I reply, because we were talking about just simply that. Is, is it okay to say something is sinful and to let people know about it? Yeah. Pick your topic. 
it's, we were on a certain topic, but pick your topic because that's that's the point of the discussion right, okay, now. Okay, murder. <laughs> and I think that makes his comment very interesting. Okay. Right. So you're what you're saying is if we welcome a foreigner, and we'll just use the term outsider, into the church, into our neighborhood, into work, and this person is an unrepentant murderer. You know what? I'm not going to say anything. That's his business. Mm. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> hopefully the Holy Spirit will do something. That's at least worth a conversation. I I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Can we just call that the title of the podcast is I think that's worth a conversation at least. <laughs> but and honestly, the, the, the scenario I presented with him. So you're saying if if somebody comes in and this is a, a this is guys talking. Right. So I said, if somebody comes in and just. FYI, little ears, okay. Well, little ears warning about, we already said murder though, I guess. Um, I'd offer the scenario that if the outsider came in and started sleeping with all of our wives, would we just let the Holy Spirit do his job? Or would we as loving as possible, because we would all be irate, I'm sure, but as loving as possible, say something to the effect of you must stop this. Hmm. You've got to follow it to its conclusion mm -hmm. on some sins it just seems like, well, it's none of my business. I won't say anything. But if you follow that to its conclusion on every sin, there's no way anybody would follow that advice if it if it truly walked itself out in either one of these scenarios we presented. Perhaps they don't believe that the sin that was uh, in question affected others. And that is, yeah. I mean, that's relative because uh, there's some that certainly outstandingly do, such as murder. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then there are others where if I'm, you know, if I have uh, anger in my heart mm -hmm. and I'm not necessarily letting it out, you know, the Bible tells me not to sin in my anger. If right. I'm doing myself a disservice and I'm swallowing that bitter pill every day, that's sin. Yeah, yeah. But nobody necessarily is affected. Now, you might argue that people around you will be because your attitude stinks. But um, but I think this is where I come in on that misnomer. And, and, and also with that, I say I don't think the effects... Um, it, 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 it certainly can matter. Murder's a big deal. And, it, and uh, there are, um, as I've gone through a lesson in the last year, there are uh, levels of sin. Mm -hmm. Murder is worse than telling a white lie, yeah. even though it might send you to the same place. Um, but the idea that the effects don't mean that it's not sin. And none of these verses that I'm about to read say only go to them if, well, maybe a couple of them do, but there's several verses that say, if they're sinning, period, mm -hmm. then gently and humbly restore them. Yeah. Gently and humbly go to them. It didn't yeah. say only if it affects you. And so the misnomer of, of I, I think what I take exception with is the word gavel that he used, because we've talked about this before in the Pride podcast on the uh, Seven Deadly Sins. Mm -hmm. The idea that we're not supposed to judge uh, is very popular in today's culture. Mm -hmm. Don't judge me. You shouldn't judge me. It's not your place. Well, it's not. I'm not the final judge. Absolutely. That is God. And I shouldn't be exalting myself into a place of I'm more righteous than you. Mm -hmm. We're all on the same playing field. We've all screwed up. Yeah. Uh, but to be able to lovingly, I think that I heard this the other day. Uh, it's not to point out bad things about other people and say, you're messed up. See all this. The point is to pull them out of it. Mm. And so that's coming from a loving place. Speaking truth, if somebody's going down a dark road, yeah. that is love. And love should be presented in gentleness and humility. Yes. And so this, when Jesus is saying, 
don't get the don't worry about the speck in your brother's eye right. with a log in your own. Remove the log in your own and then do help your brother with the speck in his eye gently and humbly. Yeah. I mean, even in regards to our children, when we parent our children, we do things according to a certain way because we want their safety mm-hmm. to be taken note of. And think this through when you when you read nutrition labels, sweetheart. Take into account how much calories you're taking. Is this a healthy thing? You uh-huh. know, the kind of stuff that you're teaching. I'm teaching my teenagers at this particular moment. And sometimes like, oh, mom, you're so extreme. Why are you doing this? But I have in the back of my mind, there's a reason why I'm doing it, right? For their future health so that they will be, yeah. you know, stronger individuals for it. And if I don't make those observations with them and do it in a way, hopefully that they they see I'm investing in them. And I try to take a calm approach with them so they know I'm not trying to be a heavy hitter with you. Yeah. But as parents, we need to stand firm in those kinds of moments of truth and not let our parents, well, I, our children do whatever they want because it it doesn't feel good sometimes when you have to correct them and they're not happy about it. And I think the response obviously would be, those are your kids. Those aren't, the, those are the, they're your responsibility. Yes. And other people are not your responsibility. I bring up that scenario though because that is how... I believe, you know, God has given us these relationships on earth that are a reflection of the relationship that he desires for us and with us. So we have a little taste of fatherhood and motherhood with our own children. Mm. He is our father and he loves us. And so he wants the best for us. And there's a reason why he says, you need to follow me in this. Follow me. And if people choose not to follow um, it is not for their best or for their good. And we, as as fellow Christians, those are my brother and my sister over there. I want them to be with me in this. This is this is I know this is better. Yeah. Um, that there's a heart there. There's a spirit there that is precious and righteous. And a lot of the times, we get in this other place, this other mindset of condemnation. Yeah, it, it can. It can go there. That's and so, what's made the headlines. It really does. Yeah, it, it does make the headlines because those kinds of words we see it in social media, even with mainstream things. Though the bigger, the louder mm-hmm. the headline and title of the thing, people are all going to click on it. People all want to like it or dislike it or whatever, and yeah. it's going to make the most noise. We're going to watch. Yeah, and yeah. Christ calls us to be. As wise as serpents, but as harmless as doves. So there is, there's, I mean, we have to really think about that for a second. Um, he also says a lot of things in his words on the Sermon on the Mount that are very much, this is the way. Walk in it. It's, yes, it's all about love because God so loved the world, he gave his son. We have a chance. Yeah. If we just say yes, we're in. And those who don't grab hold of that chance, they have chosen what they want to do with the rest of their lives. It's either not to accept or to accept, right? So uh, I, I think, yeah, I think to your point, I'm just saying. Yeah, and I just want to make clear, I mean, one is I'm saying that this is right, and I'm going to give you the verses here in a second, but two is also I don't do well with it. I mean, I'll throw that out there. Mm. I see somebody that's just a coworker or a neighbor or just a, or even a fellow churchgoer. I don't, I, I don't, call out their sin very much comfort well especially if you're not was it torn wells we were talking with the artist yeah 
And he said, I had this relationship with this one guy. He was kind of the accountability guy in my life. Yeah. So if we had that relationship, if we walk together and you know my stuff, then you can call it out and I can call out yours. Yeah. If you don't know that person over there, more than likely, like you need to be, first of all, in prayer about whether you should be saying anything to them at all. Yeah. I think it would seem to be rare. I'll read a verse that uh, one of them surprised me. Um, uh, I'll, I'll read it. We'll see what we think. Um, but I, I always think, well, okay, God could use me in any situation, sure. but more than likely it's somebody I have a rapport with. Mm-hmm. And I'm certainly not going to go up to a random stranger, mm-hmm. you know, and go, did you just lust? You just lusted. Like, I'm not, right. <laughs> not going to do that. And so I don't do it well. And I also think it has been done poorly. I just think that this extreme to go the other way, right. let's just love, man. Let's just, just love. love. Put the gavel down. Yeah, well, here, let's just read the verses. Okay. Galatians, Galatians 6 1 says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritually, you are, excuse me, you who are spiritual or godly in another translation, you who are doing it well right now, should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Mm. First Timothy, this is the one that surprised me. First Timothy 5 20, as for those who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all so that the rest may stand in fear. This is if somebody sins against you, Matthew 18, 15. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Mm-hmm. If he listens to you, you have gained a brother. Of course, it goes on to say, well, then get two or three witnesses and then take it to the church. Yeah. Um, and this is a, this is another one exactly to, to, to the point of, of what the opposite of, you know, what they were saying mm-hmm. uh, of, man, we should just we should just love. And, and it's the Holy Spirit's job. Well, James 5, James would beg to differ, beg to differ. Mm-hmm. James 5, 19 through 20. My brothers, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone brings him back, let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering, uh, from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. Luke 17, 3, pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. I mean, and there's, there's several more. You keep saying brother, and that's really important. That, that, wit- that bears witness to relationship. Yeah. This is not a stranger. This is not somebody on the outside of your culture. I would say, though, more it's probably a fellow believer in Christ in general. No, that's what I mean. Okay. So, I mean, this is somebody who has said, I align with your belief system. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This is your brother in Christ. This is your sister in Christ. In fact, I think the next one down, let me see here. Um, mm -hmm, uh, This this would be Paul in 1 Corinthians. For what? have I to do with judging outsiders? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it not those inside the church who you are, who, whom you are to judge? And so uh, perhaps maybe people have drawn that no condemnation, no judgment type of, of um, wording, which uh, we align mm-hmm. with too. From the outside, but they bring it inside? I, I Yeah, they bring it. They're like, I don't want you to condemn these people if they don't align with the philosophy and foundation of, of who Jesus is, sure. his theology. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, well, yeah. That exactly, you uh-huh. shouldn't do that. Yeah. But if they say no, I I do follow Christ, but they're not following, following Christ. Christ. Yeah, yeah. Then it, it, praying for an opportunity, Lord, would you help me? Because I really feel this strongly. First of all, I want to be in your mindset, your spirit. I don't want to do this out of anger because that's from an ugly place, and that's that could be the enemy working. Mm-hmm. Um, you could be so right that you're wrong, right? That that whole saying, and yeah, this is so good and. It's really important to keep resetting 
Kind of like whenever you refresh your screen or whatever. You got to refresh in Jesus all the time with this stuff that, Lord, I don't want to be of the wrong spirit in this moment. And and it is really good. I mean, I want to go back to this is all true because we just read scripture. And so I'm just going to say that, that, you know, my friends were flat out wrong um, in, in many regards. Good reminders to not go condemnation mode. Right. Uh, but I, I would say in terms of not calling out other people's sin, that's the Holy Spirit's job. Well, we just read examples from the Bible that's inspired by the Holy Spirit. But I do want to, in all of this, check myself before I wreck myself. I I should be looking at me first. Mm-hmm. If there's anything that I should be selfish in, yes. it's to look at my sins before anybody else's and then do what, what we suggested with biblical references. Yeah. And I think you're also talking about the difference between rebuke and um, and just wanting to come alongside somebody. There's a difference that rebuking, I think that is something that... Um, I, I don't know. Well, Maybe and, you feel differently. That, than well, I that one verse, I, I would be curious. You said rebuke them in front of all of the all who are present. Um, yeah, and, and, and I'd be curious what that looks like. And I'm sure that's a probably a different. Like we've shared about this before in podcasts. You know, every audience that is written to is going to be a different audience in receiving that letter. In mm-hmm. general, maybe when they're talking, they're not saying, "Hey, take this guy out in front of everybody and shame him." Because that doesn't feel like the spirit of Christ either. Um, I feel like maybe there was a, a group maybe set aside, the elders. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it's one of those things that if you're allowing the Holy Spirit to drive it, and you know in your heart, I'm to be here in this moment with you. I want you to know that I love you. I think you're awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I see the giftings in you. And it's a moment of encouragement as well as challenge. Sure. I think and. uh Calling a spade a spade is super important. But, you know, I have a, uh, my husband has a very dear friend who lives a lifestyle that he is very clear. My husband's very clear about with him. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not in agreement with you on your lifestyle. And at the same time, they are such good friends. Yeah. Because he, he won't split hairs about, so he's going to tell you what he believes. But I love you. And I want you to remember that. So that's the way to do it. Let's way to do, do it. it. Yeah. Uh, this is the Anything But Quiet Time podcast and right at a half hour. Thank you so much for spending that half hour with us. Uh, many other episodes like Rochelle referenced to go back on if you're, if you're new. Welcome. And much more at HopeOnDemand.com. 